Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. I'm Coach Andrew Porras, and on this show, I interview life coaches, business coaches, and other coaches to discuss all aspects of coaching and business. We'll also be taking your questions, and you might even have the opportunity for live coaching right on the show. Now, I'm with a company called Ingenuity Coaching. I help people transitioning from corporate America to entrepreneurship, and my mission is to inspire and challenge you to dream big dreams, and with my coaching, help you to manifest those dreams into reality. Uh, I also love talking to other coaches uh, from various disciplines and niches, and every week I have a different coach on the show. Now, if you're listening live and you'd like to call in with a question, the phone number is 646-929-2893. Again, that's 646-929-2893. If you go to our page, www.blogtalkradio.com slash coachandrew, you can log into an account and join the chat room that we have in progress. You can post questions there as well. So today I have a special guest, Ellen Gross. Ellen Gross is a certified professional coach. She has a passion for champion <coughs> pardon me, for championing her clients' goals and success. Her no-nonsense, roll-up-the-sleeves, practical and actionable guidance causes her clients to create a shift in thinking, empowering change that is accessible, immediate, and enduring. And she's going to talk to you more about her own process. Uh, if you want to reach Ellen, her website, which is actually in progress, is Essential Coaching. And um, uh, I'm sorry, BreakthroughResultsNow.com, and her email is EssentialCoaching at gmail.com. Uh, Ellen, are, are you with us? I am indeed. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Ellen. How are you tonight? I'm doing wonderfully. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Very exciting Excellent. to have you here on my show. Thank you. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here. I'm really looking uh, forward to this. Excellent. And so tell me um, about more about yourself. How did you get started in coaching? Uh, uh, I actually got started in coaching um, almost by accident. I was one of those people who did a lot of courses and seminars and workshops and classes in personal growth and, and development and out of my own interest because I wanted to use those things in my own life and was always looking for uh, more development, more, more training. Uh, and at a certain point, I actually became a coach within one of the companies that I had been taking classes uh, and workshops at and realized that I seemed to be pretty good at this and I really loved it. And so I then went and got trained as a coach by a company that specializes in training and certifying coaches and uh, did a, a year-long intensive uh, program with them and uh, emerged as a coach. Awesome. Yeah. So, so I'm sorry, go ahead. Tell me, uh, what, what, kind of, uh, what kind of people have you worked with? Uh, I've, I've worked with people in, in a number of different fields. Um, I, I worked with uh, a lot of people who are um, working in uh, the corporate world and who are working as managers or executives in the corporate world. I've also worked with uh, entrepreneurs and business owners. Um, and I've been focusing more on um, people who are in um, 
more of the, the engineering and scientific uh, communities of late. Uh, it seems to be a, a very good fit for the type of coaching that, that I do, the type of process that I work in. Well, why don't you tell me more about your process? Oh, absolutely. Um, the, so the, the kind of coaching that I do, it, it really, it, it's a blend of, of a couple of different things. Uh, when someone is looking to work with a coach, uh, it's because they, there's one or more areas in their life where they want to uh, take something on that they haven't already or bring something to another level or there's a long-deferred dream that they're now ready to take action on or, or they're feeling stopped or stuck or frustrated or dissatisfied in some way uh, in, in specific areas of their life and, and they're ready to take some action on that and, and move, move through that. Uh, so the kind of coaching that I do, it deals a lot with that. So it, it's all designed to work within projects. So, you know, we create specific project areas uh, for each of those things. And it can be things, it can be career and business, it can be health and well-being, uh, it can be relationships, wanting to have deeper or more satisfying relationships. Uh, it can be writing the novel that you've uh, had inside you for all these years and you're now ready to put pen to paper or fingers to keyboard or however that's going to go. Um, and so a lot of it is the facilitative and the structure of what does it take to go from point A to point B? How do we design a process that is systematic and replicable and will deliver that result for you? Um, but then at the same time, what I'm really looking at working on with clients is a contextual shift, really looking at what are the underlying beliefs or paradigm that a person is operating from or within that gives rise to the choices that they have in their life that things occur to someone in a particular way and options appear given by what the belief is that, that you have about something. That, you know, being willing to question the assumption and choose something other than what already seems to be in front of you is, is really going to be a function of, um, of, of getting into that kind of an inquiry. So, so we look for what, what's the trend or what are, what's the, the pattern that we see happening in your life, that if it's happening in one area of your life, it will likely be showing up in other areas as well. And from that, we can kind of uncover what's going on underneath the surface that's giving rise to the, the circumstances that you are having in your life and, and what you're choosing from there. Um, you know, a, kind of a, a fun example of that uh, in my own life is uh, that I actually, I, I live in Manhattan in New York, and uh, as someone who lives in the city, it's not really a necessity. It's much more of a luxury to have a car. And mm -hmm. I don't really have the need to uh, incur that, that expense and, and, you know, that I would really be using it enough to really justify that. Uh, but what if I could have a car that I could use pretty much whenever I needed it and it wouldn't cost me anything other than the gas that I would use? Well, most people would think that, you really can't do that. Uh, but as it turns out, you can. I'm actually on my third free car. Uh, and it was really wow. just a function. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun, actually. Uh, and it really You just parked my ears. <laughs> 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 yeah. It, it, it arose from questioning the assumption, from saying, well, but what if you could? What, what would, you know, how would that work? What would that look like? Uh, and I really just, you know, I, I literally put an ad on Craigslist that said alternative to paying for parking. 
And I offered that if someone had a car that they weren't using a whole heck of a lot and they didn't want to have to pay for parking, which in Manhattan can be very expensive, and they didn't want to have to deal with moving the car every other day for alternate side parking, that I would take that on if, in exchange, I could use the car whenever they weren't using it. And it works out. Uh, so, you know, it, it's very simple, but it didn't seem likely. You know, even people in my own family, when I tried to explain what was happening, I, I got a lot of looks of confusion and disbelief. Uh, but it but it absolutely works. Great, I, that's, that's very exciting to me. I'd like I'd like to ask you about something you said earlier. Uh, one of the one of the things you talked about was uh, working with people on a deferred dream, and you 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 did mention writing that novel, which makes me think of Brian Brian uh, uh, the dog on Family Guy, who's uh -huh. threatening to he's been threatening to write a, a novel for many years. Uh, so. Have you worked with anybody on a specific, a really big, deferred dream that you'd like to share with me? Um, sure. I, well, one of the deferred dreams uh, that I've been working on with one of my clients uh, is actually becoming a parent. You know, one of those things that has sort of lurked in the background for a really long time but was covered with, well, but I'm not sure if this is the relationship that I really want to be in and I'm not sure if I'm at that place in my life yet. And, I'm, you know, there all, all sorts of things that, that were on top of I really want to be a parent. And, uh, you know, the, the first part uh, in dealing with something like that, or, and, and in, in, it, not just in this area, but really in really taking on accomplishing the things that are most important to you in your life is being willing to say what it is you really want. And that can actually be scary. That, that can be very confronting uh, because human beings like to know how they're going to accomplish something before they're willing to say that they want it. Uh, it it's very challenging to stand in the unknown and say, this is what I want, this is what matters to me, and I don't know how I'm going to fulfill on that. Um, on the other hand, standing out there in the uncomfortable, unfamiliar, and unknown is really where all of those things can be possible for you because the things that you're already doing and where you are already comfortable are producing what you currently have in your life. And that can be absolutely great. And if there's something else that's calling to you, it's not going to reside there. You know, so it's, we talk about the idea of being willing to get out onto the skinny branches of life because that's where all the fruit is. You know, it's, it feels a lot safer to hug the trunk, you know, where it feels much more stable and secure, but not a lot of fruit there. Um, so for this particular client in particular, it was really um, looking at what is it, and, and this was a gentleman, what is it that he wants uh, in, in his relationship? What, what would qualify the relationship to be the one in which he would want to start a family and raise a family, what needs to be in his financial status so that this makes sense to him and will work for him, what are, looking at all of the different areas and creating it as a goal, uh, you know, something that distinguishes a goal from a wish or a good intention or a hope or a dream is that it has a by when, it has a timeline attached to it. Um, it it's specific, it's uh, ideal, uh, one of the... Um, tools that I use when I'm working with someone in designing a project 
uh, is that we create what are called SMART goals. And SMART is an acronym. It uh, stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable Results in Time. It's the what by when. So what specifically do you want and by when do you want that? Uh, and without both of those being present, you have sort of a, an, a great idea, but no real access to fulfilling on that. Um, and in the process of getting clear about that, all of the things that are in the way that are inconsistent with that goal or that are concerns or fears that, that someone might have will show up. Right, all of the stuff that's prevented that from happening thus far. Um, and that's where we get to work. That's where we start to deal with, okay, so here's what that's going to look like. Here's what it's going to require. Here's how we can plan it out step by step and what are, what are the resources that are, that are needed and what, are, uh, you know, what skills and, and you know, making sure that you actually are rewarding yourself throughout the process, uh, that it's, it, it's not as much fun to only get a reward at the end. It's actually a lot more satisfying in life if you periodically turn around and look at the ground you've taken and acknowledge that and celebrate that and reward yourself. It tends to lead to a lot more satisfaction in life. What, what are some ways of celebrating or enjoying those, those fruits have you experienced? Uh, well, part of it is, is really just in acknowledging it, is in noticing the ground that you've taken and then creating that as an occasion for celebration. So when I work with clients, one of the things that I have them do is create a rewards list of small, medium, and large rewards as a go-to so that you don't in the moment have to think, okay, what can I do that would be a reward? But you already have created for yourself the, th the things that would feel like that for you. And it's different for each person. You, you get to say what constitutes a small reward versus a medium or a large. Is it a certain dollar amount? Does it require a certain amount of time or effort? Uh, you know, what are the, the qualifications of that? Um, but, you know, so for, for different people, it can be a different thing. It can be, you know, uh, getting a massage. It can be going out to a, a fabulous dinner with close family or friends. It can be um, buying yourself that beautiful watch that you've had your eye on for a long time. Um, it, it, it really, it's individual, um, but it's important that you give yourself that acknowledgement and also that you share it with other people in your life. Uh, you know, that's one of the other key things is having people be really connected into the network of people that are in their life, that we as human beings our experience of our life is really given in large part by our interactions with the people around us. That's um, the, the quality of, uh, of our lives is, is based on the quality of the relationships that we have with the people around us. And, and that can be romantic, it can be friends, it can be family, it can be coworkers and colleagues. Um, you know, people generally are actually belong to many, many communities. And they're not necessarily um, uh, as, as aware of that as, as they might be. So, so part of the process is to give yourself that opportunity to, to be acknowledged, to celebrate, to share with others, to see, the, the, see yourself in the process and not just waiting till you get to the end result. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. 
what kind of uh, structures or uh, assess? You're doing the assessments when you work with a, with a client. Um, I do. At the beginning, I have them uh, fill out some forms that give them an opportunity to evaluate where they are in their life, what they've accomplished, what what areas of life are working really well, what areas of life aren't working as well, uh, what is it they value most and are committed to. Um, so it's self-evaluation. And, and then we go to work on those areas that they've identified as the ones that matter the most to them and, the, and that they are currently feeling uh, dissatisfied in to, to whatever degree that is. So most, it sounds like most of the work you do is, is through a, a process of questions and answers that, in, in a conversation. It's a, yeah, it's absolutely a conversation. Um, it, it is collaborative. Coaching is about uh, is a partnership. It is a collaborative uh, type of relationship, and is only effective insofar as the client and coach are you know that there's trust and that the client feels uh, safe and is able to say what's really going on in their life. Uh, it's all about that conversation so that you can get to what's really happening, uh, what, what, what's underpinning some of the issues that someone might be dealing with um, that's getting in their way or preventing them from having what they really want. And in the beginning, it can often be figuring out what it is that you really want. You know, sometimes that's a little bit nebulous. It's not uh, as straightforward as you might think. Uh, so part of the process is, is having someone look at what is it that, that they want and digging underneath that, what would that provide? Who would the person get to be if they had that, if they, if they accomplished that goal and had the result that they're looking to have, what then becomes possible or available what does that fulfill on? Um, and by looking there, we get to the things that matter most to that individual, the things that they want to give their life to, that, that are the most um, meaningful to them. It's Excellent. also great because, because then the actions that you're taking correlate back to that, so that you're actually fulfilling on that. You're fulfilling on your purpose, your mission, your whatever you are at your core, at your essence, that what you're up to in life then becomes an, an outgrowth of that and an expression of that on a, on a conscious level. Uh, sometimes that happens um, sort of, you know, in, in a, uh, you, you kind of know it, but you don't really necessarily uh, see it clearly. What, what we do is really um, focus that so, so that your experience is one of increasing satisfaction and fulfillment in your life. Very cool. Now, by the way, uh, again, I'm going to repeat that if anyone's listening live and would like to call in with a question, the phone number is area code 646-929-2893. That's the New York phone number, 646-929-2893. And I actually have a question that just came in in the chat room that I'm going to uh, give to you. Oh, perfect. How do you like that? I love it. Excellent. So uh, the question that was just posed, I have a, a Maria King in our chat room. 
And she asked, how would you go about setting goals in a more squishy area, something not really measurable in areas that may not lend themselves to measurability, like I want to have more fun in life or fulfillment in a relationship? How would you answer that? Uh, well, that, that's actually a really great question because that, that comes up a lot. You know, people say, well, I, I want to be happier or I want to be you know, more fulfilled or have more passion, more fun, something like that. And, it, and it's hard because it's not, it, it's not quantifiable necessarily, you know, on the surface. It, it, it sounds like, you know, it, it, it's one of those things, every, every, you, you'll know if you're, having, if, if you're feeling happier, but how do we measure it? Um, and, and so that's actually where I start with someone. I'll say, well, now, how will we know if that's accomplished? You know, if, if we've fulfilled on that goal, how will we know? What will we see? What, what will show up? What will be evident? Um, but one of the things that I have found that it's very simple, but it seems to be very effective, is I ask the client, well, on a scale of 1 to 10, where are you with that now? It's obviously subjective. This is not a, a hard science. This is, this is a, you know, it's qualitative, not quantitative. But, you know, if the person says, I'm at a four, uh, you know, I, I, I just, it's not really working well for me. Okay, so then we, okay, now we have a baseline. Now we know that for whatever is going on currently in, in that person's life, their experience of it is, you know, that, that they're, they're having fun at a level four. And then we'll start to identify so when when are you having fun? What what works? What you know when are you having that experience? And you know who who's with you? What are you doing? Where are you? What time of day is it? What are uh, you know what other factors are, are going on? And we'll start to tease out from that some of the the common threads and start to uncover what are the the things that give someone the experience of fun in their life. And then. We, we move it forward and say, oh, I'll, I'll ask my client, okay, so looking at the week that you have in front of you and what you've already got scheduled for yourself, on a scale of 1 to 10, how is that week going to measure up? Is it going to be a 4 in terms of fun? Is it going to be a 6? Is it going to be an 8? Given what, what you've got in place for yourself right now, what is that going to be? And we can actually design your week so that it's an 8 or above, for example. And it puts the person at cause for having what they want in their life. Now they're going to be looking at, okay, well, one of the things that I find is really fun is getting together with friends and uh, having dinner. Great. So do you have that scheduled for this week? Uh, one of the things that I find is having fun, whatever the things are, we start scheduling those in. And then when we speak again the next week, we check in. Okay, did, did you actually follow through? Did you, did you do what you had scheduled? Was your experience what you expected? Was it higher? Was it lower? What factors haven't we taken into account that give you that experience? Um, so in essence, we just we make it quantifiable. We make it measurable um, based on the person's own subjective experience of it. And over time, we look and see where that's going. I, I guess you can't say by when will you be happy. Well, you. But what you can say is by when will your experience of happiness be at a six? Mm. By when will it be at an eight? Right. So sure. because happy happy just by itself, it's very hard to know. Well, you know, I'm I'm happier than I was yesterday, but I'm not really happy. Or well, last week I was happy, and this week I'm not. Right. So, yeah, you, you, there has to be some way that you can measure it. And 
you know, also you can say, well, so what things would be happening if you were happy? What are things that we can be looking on the lookout for? You know, and I will actually have clients sometimes be be measuring or counting, you know, um, things that will occur uh, when when that's evident, right? I, I actually had a, a client once who had a complaint that it was very hard to meet women. And I said, well, how many do you say hello to? Yeah, he didn't actually say hello to very many women. <laughs> so ah. we, what we took on was that he was going to say hello to three women each day. And they didn't have to be women that he wanted to date. They just had to be female. And so he would create occasions each day where he would say hello to a woman. And in a very short amount of time, he had a lot more women in his life, and it wasn't so hard to meet women. Um, but we made it something that was measurable, something that could, you know, and that, it, you know, that there was an action that correlated to it. Right? So, so one of the uh, core concepts in coaching is that insight doesn't equal results. Action equals results. So in the coaching conversation, there, there's, hopefully, if it's going well, there's lots of insight. And that's fabulous. And that in and of itself will not really make a difference. It will be a, a nice dinner conversation, but your life won't look any different unless you put it into action, unless it correlates to an action in your life. Um, so, and, and you may have heard this uh, before, but, you know, that, so for example, you know, that they, there's this idea that the knowing of something is not sufficient, you know, that knowing doesn't make the difference. You know, people know that it's not a good idea to argue with their loved ones, and knowing that it's not a good idea doesn't actually stop you from doing it. You know, people generally know how to lose weight, and knowing how doesn't necessarily have you lose weight. It actually takes specific actions to produce that result. Um, right. So, similarly, um, it, it's identifying what are the actions that you can take. What's one thing that you can do that's in alignment with that insight? Mm-hmm. And by taking that one action, now you've you've actually started to build up some evidence for that that's true for you. You know, uh, Anthony Robbins likes to say that um, uh, knowledge is not power, but knowledge applied is power. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I I, I think that's uh, very true. That you can re- you can read all the books. And you can you can have all the conversations, uh, but unless you apply it in some way that's real in your life, your life will look the same. Absolutely. Now I have an, I have a follow up question. What are some of the big pitfalls of working with a coach or for working with a client? Pitfalls. Um, well, I think. One of the, the pitfalls of working with a coach uh, is thinking that it's the coach who does the work because actually it's the client. Um, being a coach is an incredibly rewarding and satisfying profession for me. I, I love what I do. I, I absolutely adore it. Um, my experience is that I get to be me. I get to have the kind of conversations that I love to have and it turned out that there was a profession for that. So I find it to be very, very satisfying. But at the end of the day, it's the client who's doing the work, uh, that, that, that's doing whatever it takes to accomplish their goals, to, to have the life that they really want. Um, so I think one of the pitfalls is to think, well, I'll pay you, and I'll show up every week, and we'll have a conversation, 
and that that will be sufficient. Uh, it, it will not be sufficient. It will be hopefully enjoyable and insightful, but it will not be sufficient. Um, I think, uh, and I have had, uh, you know, an, an occasion, and it's rare, but it does happen, where I've had a conversation with a client where we decided not to continue the coaching relationship uh, simply because if, if no matter how much you might say that you want something in your life, if, if you're not ready to be in action in that area, then working with a coach is really not effective and, it, and it's, it's not a good use of your time and money and it's not a good use of the coach's uh, time and effort. Um, so not terribly satisfying on, on either side. Uh, and in that case, you know, it really made sense for us to just, you know, complete that relationship, you know, completely with the door open that down the road when, uh, when that person is ready to uh, be in action, that I would love to. I, I, coaching, as I said, it's, it's very collaborative. And one of the things that's really wonderful is that I do get to champion my clients' goals and, and their dreams and, and what matters most to them. And I have no other agenda. I, I, I'm not invested in anything other than that they get to have what they said that they wanted in their life. And it's a privilege. It's actually a, a real honor to be able to be that with someone. Um, I, I only get to do that because of their generosity, because they are willing to listen to me as a coach and apply that and, and how it serves them in their life. Um, but, but at the end of the day, that's, I think, one of the, the pitfalls. I don't know if you heard that very strange sound on your end. You turned, into, you turned into a robot for, for about t- 10 seconds. <laughs> oh, I hate it when that happens. Yeah, I hate it too. I thought so, I had that uh, under control. No, no, we're going to have to uh, we have to call robot uh, robot control and robot repair and see if they can come in. <laughs> so, uh, where, how do you uh, physically work with clients? Do you work on the phone? Do you work in person? I mostly work over the phone. I do on occasion work with clients, and as I, as I mentioned earlier, I, I live in Manhattan. So if someone, if I'm working with a client who's local and they want to get together in person, we can absolutely do that. Um, but I have clients in other other parts of the U.S. I have clients in other countries. Um, it's it's kind of a fun thing because, you know, pretty much so long as I I have a, a good phone connection and, and paper and pen, uh, I can be working re- regardless of of where I am. Um, so I, we work together uh, on a weekly basis. We, we speak once a week uh, at a set time, and uh, usually it's, it's over the phone. Um, and occasionally, I mean, I have clients that I have actually never met in person. Um, and then I have clients that I am fortunate enough to get to see and spend time with right here that are local. I would I would say probably the majority of people I've worked with I've never had I've never been uh, I've never met. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, and I actually had a client who I'd been working with for about a year and a half, and then it so and he's up in Canada, and it so happened that I had uh, reason to to go up there, so we got to meet. And uh, it, it's it's kind of an interesting experience when you know someone really really well, but you've never laid eyes on them, and then you meet in person. Um, but it, it's I, I like working on the phone, actually. First of all, from a flexibility standpoint, it's fantastic uh, because, you know, people can schedule 
their time much more easily with, without having to factor in transportation. Um, but there's also there, there's a a type of communication that happens over the phone um, where it really is about the speaking and the listening, and there's really nothing else to distract from that. Um, and as a coach, it, it's that's the thing that we do. We we are trained in listening, in listening to what someone is saying, and listening to someone to what someone is not saying, um, and then speaking to that. So I, I find that it works really well over the phone. No, I, I would I would agree. I you, you mentioned working with people in other countries. I once worked with uh, somebody who is from India, who is a uh, an a, an executive. And we had the, the the very strange time difference of ten and a half hours. Oh, ahead, yes. Yeah, he was ten and a half hours ahead, but not ten, not eleven, ten and a half hours. <laughs> that is a little confusing. It's absolutely yeah. confusing. Yeah, it really got confusing around daylight savings time. It was just a, I just had I had to do math to figure out when we were talking. It was very fractions and everything. I hate that. I hate. I, I, you know, I, there was a, there was a time in my life where I, I actually was studying in in, in France, and um, which is six hours ahead. And my father uh, had waited all day to call me because he got it confused and he thought that I was six hours behind. So he called me at three a.m. my time, and uh, and then insisted that we talk anyway because he'd waited all day to call. <laughs> so you do have to kind of pay attention to the math when you're dealing with people in other countries, um, but. What I find is really helpful is that the technology on the computer seems to work it out just fine. You know, I make the appointment in my time, and when the person uh, confirms the appointment on the calendar, it shows up in their time for them. Oh, what what technology is that? Um, I, I've been using a website called TimeDriver.com, and it's an online scheduler, and uh, it's it's actually really fabulous because. I can establish what time I'm available, and it will create a URL for that. I, I email that to the, the uh, client, and they can go ahead and pick the time that works for them. It will confirm it, it and then it will remind each of us uh, when that time comes up. But it will show the person, you know, if I'm working with someone in California, it will show up in Pacific time, whereas for me it will show up in Eastern time. Uh, so it's all handled automatically. works out really well. Well, that's wonderful, because I've been working with somebody who is – in uh, Argentina for an extended period of time, and he's uh, been through three te- separate time zone changes because of the whatever the time down there. They're they're in a different schedule than us, and uh, we've had uh, a number of challenges around uh, we when we thought the time was. And so if he had a, was using a program like that, it would have translated for him and for me at the same time. Is that correct? Exactly, exactly. And what's great is that, you know, so you have this URL, when somebody clicks on it, it will only show the times that are currently available. So whereas there may have been other times that were available originally when I set it up, if some of those times have now gotten booked, it won't show those times uh, automatically. Um, and it will, it will confirm, it will send an email confirmation to the person who's made the appointment and also to me so that we know that we're on the same page. So yeah, it's, it's a really... You know, I, I'm a huge fan of technology. I don't necessarily understand how it does what it does a lot of the time, but I love what it can do. Um, and this is a, a tool that I have found to be very, very useful. That's terrific. I'm definitely going to uh, check that out for myself. So I have another question that came in from Maria in the chat room, which is, 
what is the greatest insight or lesson that you've gained as in your work as a life coach? Wow. Um, greatest insight or lesson. I think the thing that I that that has really come home for me uh, in in coaching is compassion. Is is having compassion for each of us as human beings. That uh, you know we all carry around in our heads this idea of who we're supposed to be or what we're supposed to be like. This this idealized version. Of, of ourselves, and then we compare and measure ourselves against that uh, and find that we fall short of it and then beat ourselves up over that. Uh, when I was uh, training as a coach, we, we had an expression that we had come up with called, um, you know, step away from the stick, <laughs> put down the stick, you know, that, that you know, we tend to beat ourselves up quite a bit. Um, and there's such um, peace and freedom that's available when you are willing to do that, when you're willing to stop um, hitting yourself with, with the stick and, and give yourself, you know, have some compassion. So for me, in being able to have compassion for my clients and, and what they're dealing with and what they're going through and being in awe of, of you know, of, of what they take on and, and their willingness to go there and the courage that it takes and the, the steadfastness and, and, you know, all of that, I was able to, bring some of that back home for myself as well. You know, it's interesting when when we're children, we have a lot of capacity for mistakes and and failure and we don't have it mean anything bad. We don't we don't, you know, if a child is learning how to walk and it stumbles and it falls, you know, repeatedly, we don't say, "Well, you know what? Maybe walking's not really for you. Stick with crawling. You seem to be okay at that, you know." <laughs> um, but somehow when when we grow up, it becomes a very very bad thing. Um, so having having the the willingness to to play the game and fail on occasion and have that really be okay um, has has been huge has has absolutely been huge. Um, so yeah, I think nice. That. So, um, Ellen, let me ask you: How do you determine if a client is a good fit? If you and a client are a good fit for each other? Um. Well, first of all. I offer, I, I always offer anyone who's interested in coaching to have a gift session with me because coaching is very individual and, and you, you really don't know if you're going to be a good fit with a coach until you've spoken to the coach and, uh, in my opinion, probably had a session, whether it's, you know, a short or long conversation, but, but something so that you know that you're, you're, you're on the same page, that, that the coach gets what you're up to, that the their um, particular methodology is something that that feels comfortable and it's going to be a good fit for you um, because the whole idea is that you, you it's a partnership and uh, to, to be head to head with with a client is completely counterproductive so I'm looking to make sure uh, that there's that kind of um, willingness that there there's an idea of you know someone who is coachable is this person willing to be coached are they coachable are, you know, I've had conversations with people who um, mostly what they were interested in, and these are not clients, but these are just people where, you know, you go out somewhere and they say, what do you do? And, oh, I'm a coach. And so you get into that conversation. And it's as if they, they, they just want to argue with me. And, uh, you know, uh, people can be very uh, invested in that 
the way they see something is the way that it is. Um, they're not wrong. It's just that it doesn't allow for much else to be possible. Uh, so I, I don't know if you're familiar with the author Richard Bach. He wrote Jonathan Livingston Seagull. And, and oh, sure. Books. Okay. Sure. Uh, he, he has a quote in one of his books, and this isn't exactly it. I, I'm mangling it a bit, I'm sure. But uh, it basically says, um, argue hard enough for your limitations, and sure enough, they're yours. Um, so it, it's really just, you know, are, are you willing to be in, engaged in a conversation where, where you're willing to let go of some of that? Um, so, you know, I, I have a session with someone. We have a conversation about where they are, what they're up to in their life, what it is that they would like to accomplish or, or what the goal is or what the vision that, that they have for their, for their life and their future is. Um, and then we look and see, it, you know, is this the right match, basically. Excellent. So uh, we have a few minutes left. Would, uh, would you like to offer um, uh, a... Uh a session to people? Oh, I would absolutely love to. Uh, absolutely. Um, so if someone is interested in uh, scheduling a time to, to have a session or even just to have a conversation about what coaching is and, and how it works and, you know, some, if, if it's not something that you, um, you know, it still sounds a little bit out there, um, you can either call me directly and my number is 917-288-3532. Uh, again, 917-288-3532, or you can send me an email, and the email address is essentialcoaching at gmail.com. Um, and shortly, the website will have all, all sorts of information up on it, and you'll be able to contact me there. Uh, so if you want to check back on in uh, a few days and, and take a look at the website, the website is breakthroughresultsnow.com. Uh, so those would be the best ways to reach me. Um, and just let me know that you uh, were listening to me on uh, Coach Andrew's show on uh, blog, uh, excuse me, on, on the uh, internet radio show, and uh, we'll go ahead and, and set up a time to speak. Excellent. Well, Ellen, I'd like to thank you so very much for being on my show here at Blog Talk Radio. It's been a really uh, a big treat to have you on the show. And uh, you've been tremendously helpful and a lot of great information. Oh, thank you so much, Andrew. Really my pleasure. Um, I think what you're doing is absolutely wonderful. I think it's a fantastic opportunity for people to get a sense of, of what coaching uh, is about and, and hear all, you know, from all different coaches. There's a, a wonderful community um, of coaches out there, and, and I'm really, really uh, pleased and honored that you asked. Great. Thank you. So uh, and anybody listening, again, thank you for being on. And you can also find me at www.myfuturecoach.com. Thank you very much. And good night, Ellen, and good night, everyone. Good night, Andrew.